got my coffee and today's guest here with me, so we're ready to roll. I'm Michael Hunt, executive partner at Taival, and welcome to the Circular Coffee Break podcast, where we will casually be talking about everything circular and beyond. We hope the podcast is interesting, insightful, and provides new perspectives for you. But, I mean, as always, if you have feedback, ideas, um, or suggestions, please leave a comment in your favorite podcast platform or drop us a note at info at Now, I'm really excited about today's discussion. My guest today comes with a background of sustainability, business transformation, and investor relations. After starting her career in the banking sector and a short peek at the steel industry uh, with a sustainability focus, she then joined Kona and the elevator and escalator business for more than 10 years. During her time at Kona, uh, her roles included investor relations, customer experience, and head of transformation in the company's maintenance business, where she then also led a global transformation project across country units. And I'm sure we will be talking about a lot of this. In her current role, she is back to sustainability as the head of sustainability and communications at Huchtameki, a leading global packaging company. Um, and she's there in the global flexible packaging uh, business unit. Uh, she holds a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and Economics from the University of Helsinki and a Master's Degree in International Relations from the University of Oxford. I'm really excited to jump into our discussion today and we already had a short discussion before we switched on the recording so there will be a lot of really interesting and exciting topics that we will be talking about today. Thank you for joining me on the show today, Katri Sarenhemo. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. Great. And to get us started, um, you're responsible for sustainability and communications uh, for Hutameki's global flexible packaging business. Could you briefly explain the business, what, what it basically does, and also what your role is? So, so what are you focusing on on a day-to-day -day basis? Absolutely. And as you said, Huftamaki is truly a global company. So mm. we're present in almost 40 countries ac mm. across basically all major geographies um, on the globe. And we have three technologies in the company. So fiber technologies, paperboard, as well as flexible packaging. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, I am um, in the flexible packaging segment leading sustainability and communications. And the first question most people have is what is actually flexible packaging? Mm -hmm. And that's basically any type of packaging um, that's related to um, food you might buy in the supermarkets, everyday essentials from the pharmacy, Uh, for personal care, for baby mm -hmm. care. It could be a variety of flexible, as the mm -hmm. name would, would suggest, packaging either in plastic or paper-based. Mm -hmm. oh. um, so I would say roughly, depending on the source today, some 50 to 60% of food is packaged in flexible okay. packaging. And in my role, I'm responsible for our operational sustainability targets mm -hmm. um, in the segment uh, and also working heavily on, on product mm -hmm. sustainability, both internal and external communications, supporting the changes we're making in the business and the new growth. Perfect. Thank you. And I mean, Hochtameki has been doing a lot in the sustainability and circularity space uh, with events, with communication, with, with target setting. Um, you have a background in investor relations. Um, 
how does your understanding of the investor community and on the other side also your your involvement and your insight into large complex business transformations that you have been leading at Corner how does that help you in your in your role today um, that's an interesting question because I think these two two types of experiences are very complementary. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, uh, when I was working with investor relations, it was very much about discussing the company, you know, financial results, but also sustainability mm -hmm. actually already back then. I bet it's even a bigger topic with investors today. Mm -hmm. um, but it was very much about the bird's eye view. So mm -hmm. it was, I would say, a crash course, kind of an MBA crash course, I would mm -hmm. say, into into the management view, mm -hmm. how, how you look at a company from the management angle, how you look at the business megatrends, how you look at the um, drivers, and, and uh, what do sound financial results look like. And that's absolutely needed in a transformation, be it in the business mm -hmm. context or in any other type of context. But my perspective and, and my learnings from, from leading uh, transformations is that you have to always assume it's going to be harder than what you think in the beginning. Mm. And you have to have a realistic approach when it comes to how much work it will take, how much resources mm. in terms of budget, people, mm. you know, timeline, what's achievable. Um, because I think the biggest challenge in transformation, uh, transformations tends to be that you, you have a great idea, you think, you know, oh, well, why don't we just do it? And you rush to do it. But then you find roadblocks, you find obstacles, mm. you get discouraged. You find when you get down to all the nitty gritty details, you find out it's actually much more complex than you thought. And I think this is a common reason for, for many transformations not delivering the expected results. So I would say in the beginning, you have to always assume it's going to be harder. And I say this as a positive mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to increase your chances of success when you take that mindset. Mm. Extremely, extremely good and interesting point. I, I have been, and we, we have been at Taiwan involved in a lot of different transformations, and I can echo completely what, what you're saying. Very often, it's, it's someone having a great idea and then starting a transformation based on that great idea, assuming that everyone else in the company has the same idea, the same understanding, and everyone will basically rush to move all the obstacles out of the way, which very seldom happens, I would say, uh, in, in these transformations. And sustainability, circularity, will require a major uh, business transformation in, exactly. in order to, to happen. So the packaging industry, and, and specifically Hochtameki, have embraced sustainability and circularity. There, there's a lot of talk about that. Um, from your point of view, what are the biggest opportunities Uh, that, that you see for Huchtameki, but also the industry as a whole. And on the other side, you mentioned the challenges in, in, the, in the transformations and, and how they are very often are underestimated. What do you see as the biggest challenges towards a circular packaging industry, towards a circular world? So that, that's a great question. And I have to begin by saying that this is really a fascinating industry to be in mm -hmm. from the sustainability angle. And this is because... You know what I said in the beginning, if we take food, really our whole product uh, or products that we provide, they are, they are about food security. Mm -hmm. So looking back a hundred years, we used to have an agricultural yes. kind of a setting where you would source your food from, from nearby, very local. Mm -hmm. And now we have completely transitioned to global supply chains, yes. at least nationwide, but in most cases, global supply chains mm -hmm. for the food products. We have seen this also in the <laughs> recent years, issues with yes. the supply chains, with inflation. Um, 
And, and packaging is at the center of that. We couldn't have this kind of a global food supply chains without packaging, protecting That's the contents, providing information to consumers. Having said that, at the same time, we are part of the problem because of the mm -hmm. issues with packaging waste, because of the issues of, of linearity in our current consumption model. Mm -hmm. Still, if you look at the different um, materials, already in, in many countries, we have quite a good, good um, rate of paper and paperboard, cardboard, mm -hmm. cardboard mm -hmm. recycling. But plastics definitely more challenging. In the EU, we mm -hmm. have almost 40% of plastics getting recycled, which starts mm -hmm. to be, um, you know, reasonable. Definitely mm -hmm. not good enough. And in other places, it's it's you know way less. So the circularity of packaging that is absolutely the biggest challenge we have. Mm -hmm. And you know, it is a systemic change. So we cannot yes. do it alone. No, no company, no institution can do it alone. So so coming together and achieving a change in a short span of time, let's say over the next 10 years, mm. that's going to be the main main challenge for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, packaging is not packaging. So, so packaging is it's very different if I package um, a toxic chemical that, that I'm using in my bathroom or if I'm packaging food. And if both packages end up in the same recycling bin, we, we have a challenge of, of using that plastic and packaging again. So, so I think there's, there's a lot of things that are, that are influencing that. And, and that's back to the complexity you, you mentioned earlier. Um, a follow-up to that, from a communications point of view, in the investor community, but also with, with consumers, with partners, how do you see the possibility to communicate that complexity, given that we're living in a very fast-paced world where people read the headline and then either click like or dislike. Um, how do you see that complexity impacting our ability to drive that change uh, in today's world? So I think we need to eat the elephant, you know, one piece at a mm. time. And communication is definitely part of the picture. And for consumers, you know, I would even... I would even be a bit provocative and, 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 you know, say that in this case, I wouldn't put the first responsibility on consumers. Because if I take a package from the shelf today at the supermarket and I take a look at, does it say if it's recyclable or not? Maybe mm. it does, maybe not. If it says whether it's recyclable, in which waste stream should you put that package in? It's extremely hard sometimes to understand mm. the package uh, package information when it comes to recyclability. So, and, and this is not harmonized um, in the EU or globally. So improving the clarity of information to consumers, mm. this is absolutely something we, we need to work on. And, and we can also, by, by collaborating with policymakers, with, with NGOs, with industry mm. bodies, we can help drive that change. So your comment is absolutely, absolutely, you know, uh, nailing it. Consumers need to be informed, and today mm -hmm. it's it's not yet at the level it needs to be. No, I fully I fully agree. I mean, if, if I think about myself going into the supermarket, buying things, looking at the packaging and the recyclability of the packaging, it's not necessarily on top of my mind. Specifically, as you said, it's very hard to find that information very very often. Now, you you mentioned that the transition towards circularity naturally is a systemic change and, and it requires systemic change. And by the nature of it, it needs the involvement of, of multiple parties, from companies to investors to regulators, uh, customers, but also employees and, and, and other NGOs and, and other, other groups. 
What do you think is the role Huchtameki will play in that as a key player in the packaging industry? And you already referred to the consumers as, as playing a role. What, what role do you think we as consumers will have in this in this process? Yeah, so that's that's well absolutely the core question and the challenge we we need to work on now for for the next five years and the next decade. Um, and if I look at our our customers, and now I'm taking a look at a world more from the flexible packaging mm -hmm. angle. If we look at the big FMCG companies mm -hmm. out there, basically all of them have pledged to make mm -hmm. their the packaging they use either recyclable, compostable, or reusable by the year 2025, which mm -hmm. is basically tomorrow, very soon. So, so obviously feeding the recycling streams with stuff that will perform in those streams, that's really mm -hmm. key to the circularity of packaging. There are other aspects such as minimizing material use, always using the fit for purpose material, um, you know, to support the customer choosing the right uh, type of packaging. Mm -hmm. There is a reason that many, many products are packaged still yeah. today in plastics. We can substitute for, you know, some, some of it with paper, mm -hmm. but some of it really, uh, you know, it will be plastic that provides the optimal protection. Mm -hmm. Then looking at the other side of the coin to prevent food waste, to keep the food safe and, and hygienic yeah. uh, so that consumers can trust what they buy. But if I take a closer look at the recycling um, point of view, and especially now taking a look at plastics, uh, which is the biggest challenge mm -hmm. out of all materials today. You know, here we come to the, the controversy or, or, or the challenge that on the one hand, we really need to protect the package contents, as I mm -hmm. have emphasized today. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, if we look at the plastic packaging, how this has been achieved, mm -hmm. uh, you know, technically, it's been about, you know, laminating different types of plastic mm -hmm. films together, even sometimes aluminum foil, which acts as a great barrier against yep. the elements, moisture, uh, oxygen. Um, you also have to make sure the package can, can stand wear and tear during transportation and, and so on, all types of external contamination, mm -hmm. and that you can print on the package the product yes. information. So all of that is great, and, and that's the functionality needed from the package. On the other hand, this makes it hard to recycle because yeah. in today's mechanical recycling streams, those different layers will be hard to detect and separate, mm -hmm. and that will decrease the yield in the recycling process, meaning um, you, you, you know, <laughs> we will have a challenge getting good output yes. out of that waste. Yeah. So what we're doing at Huhtamäki on the recyclability front, we have some very, very exciting innovations actually coming out in monomaterials yeah. that will, you know, go away from this multi-layer structure okay. towards really providing the same performance mm -hmm. for the package, providing the same qualities, but with, you know, uh, a structure which is based on, on predominantly one material to make it make sure it, it actually mm -hmm. performs in the recycling streams as well and to deliver on the commitments of our customers. Mm -hmm. So putting the right stuff in will support the um, the recycling infrastructure. Of yep. course, we'll need also the right incentives from policymakers, the governments, to, to make sure actually the collection is ramped up to make sure the, the streams are there. Um, but, you know, th this is the starting point, pretty yeah. much. And then the next step would be to use more of circular materials in packaging. Mm -hmm. So we still, in all types of materials, it's a lot uh, about the usage of virgin materials. Yeah. And that's where we come to the systemic point of view. To be able to do that, we need to have that, you know, mm -hmm. the right materials yeah, going exactly. in, the right collection, sorting, 
recycling taking place so that there is a market for Yes. PCR, post-consumer recycled material. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is a big topic today in, in the plastics packaging. The challenge today is there's no reasonably sized market yet yeah. for that. And that's depending on the on the waste streams mm-hmm. getting yeah. ramped up. But a lot is happening, so I'm optimistic. And, and this is really kind of a broad description about the systemic, systemic uh, uh, change we need to achieve. And finally, the consumer definitely mm-hmm. then We'll, we'll need to support the process by, first of all, knowing yeah. where, where we and, and our customers and policymakers need to help them by knowing where they should recycle mm-hmm. each, each type of, of uh, package or other type of waste, uh, and then being really aware of it, coming, coming to the communication, coming to the awareness bit. Interesting. And, and it's great to hear that, that so much is, is happening. Um, I, I personally have the feeling that over the last one or two years, the awareness and also the willingness on the consumer side has increased significantly. Um, also the willingness to go the extra mile, more or less. Um, there's a lot happening in, in recycling, but also in secondhand uh, clothing yeah. as, as well as, as uh, rental models and, and so on. The technology is moving forward. I think what's always interesting will be to see what are the trade-offs. Because if you, if you talk about recycling, you very often have long distances from a logistics point of view. So you might actually have a negative impact on your CO2 footprint while you're basically being very good in reusing materials uh, in that setup. So I, I think that's back to the complexity we talked about earlier, where then all the different parties have to come to the table yes. and have to work together. In that in that context, absolutely, and and I'm glad you mentioned the textile industry. That's actually one where certain types of plastics are, are already used mm-hmm. in a circular yes. way, and we have many encouraging examples from from that industry. And I see there could be many more. You know, it doesn't have to be like for like circularity. Yes. So packaging waste going back to packaging, it could be also application in other industries like the construction, maybe automotive. So I'm I'm you know absolutely as you said, it's a, it's a question and problem that we need to tackle with with all the parties around the Mm -hmm. same table at the same time i'm optimistic on innovation you know there's the old saying that we always underestimate what technology can do in in um, you know 10 years but sometimes uh you know we we get surprised positively so yeah i i think you know with the level of discussion with the level of engagement we have starting really Mm -hmm. Um, to, to increase today between between NGOs, policymakers, companies, and the consumer uh, community, you know, we we really can make a change. Excellent, and I think Hochtamaki has been one of the voices, um, as I mentioned, with events, with with uh, very many different other publications, and and so on, in driving in driving this topic. Now. Recently, the, the, the latest IPCC report came out, uh, which was discouraging uh, as, as we're going into the wrong direction. Also, the circularity gap report came out, um, giving us basically a very bad grade in circularity. Um, and out of that, we need to accelerate and intensify the, the transition towards circularity and a more environmental-centric business world. Now, looking ahead, you already mentioned a lot is happening with materials, with basically different business models and so on. Looking ahead, what do you think the future will bring? What are some of the main developments in the packaging industry 
or on a more general level that, that you're seeing? You, you mentioned you're, you're positive. What, what, what are some of the things that make you positive that you feel are game changers maybe in this context? Absolutely. And, and I'm positive, but also very aware of the, the extent of the challenge. So, so we need to do much more to achieve it. Mm. You know, going back to my comment, we should never underestimate what yeah. it takes from, from a transformation. And if I look at the general level, absolutely the discussion around transitioning to a system based on, on renewable energy and, and, and carbon neutral um, energy system, that's, that's absolutely of, you know, at the core. We, we know that. Uh, and that will be a big, big stretch. Mm -hmm not only having the, the, the production in place for, for mm -hmm. uh, a re renewable and um, carbon neutral electricity, but also to have that infrastructure supporting that and the electrification mm -hmm. of, of various industries. So that is uh, definitely perhaps the number one transformation. In the packaging industry specifically, I'm absolutely confident that we will see a greatly increased level of circularity. So there mm -hmm. will be um, definitely a model where we can reuse and, and you know collect, reuse and, and process much more of the waste than, than what we see today. And I'm also certain that there will be new innovations in, mm. in you know, recycling um, plastics, paper, cardboard into other applications. And finally, and this is more of a personal perspective, uh, I see that we need to challenge ourselves more in the type of the lifestyle that we're used to and, and think what can we compromise to yeah. make our lifestyle that's more sustainable, point. each of us personally. And that's what I try to do every day, for example, mm. taking the public transport when coming yes. here today. I really love the Helsinki Metro, yes. comfortable, very nice. But we need to do more as, as you know, individuals as well. We yes. cannot trust that somebody else is going to make the change. And this is my, my you know, deeply personal <laughs> perspective into this. That, that's true. And, and I... I had a discussion around this topic some, some days ago where, where a person basically said, as consumers, we're always pointing fingers at the companies that need to do something. But most of us are basically these companies. We're employees, we're executives, we're part of these companies. So we, we have multiple roles. So I fully agree with you. There's a lot we can do and, and a lot of responsibility we can take uh, in this process. But it's really encouraging to hear that there's a lot happening um, and a lot to be very positive about. Now, the coffee is empty and it's time to wrap up this episode of the Circular Coffee Break. Thanks a lot for joining me today, Katri. Very interesting. Um, and we will definitely eagerly follow what's happening at Hochtameki as well as in the industry. Um, I hope you liked today's uh, episode and you got some new inspiring insights. Uh, if you have comments, ideas, suggestions, let us know by leaving a comment um, on your favorite podcast platform or send us a note at info at Also, please remember to subscribe so that you stay up to date on new episodes that will actually drop on a bi-weekly basis with a lot of interesting guests still, still coming up, still in the pipeline. I'm looking forward to seeing all of you here on the Circular Coffee Break.